trigger warning. This episode covers the topic of suicide, which some listeners might find distressing. Please see the show notes for helplines and resources. Hi, I'm Yolanda and this is Speak On. On today's episode, we're talking about the Samaritans. The charity works hard to make sure there's always someone there for anyone who is struggling to cope 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I wanted to find out more about who is on the other end of the phone, how they became a volunteer and what motivates them to spend hours a week supporting people who just need someone to listen. To answer my questions, I'm joined by Samaritans volunteer, Jocelyn Grossi. Welcome, Jocelyn. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Oh, hi, Yolanda. No, thank you so much for having me. Um, No, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you. So we're going to get straight into it. You know, I know this is a particularly, it's it's a meaty episode that we've got to say, and we've got a lot of questions to get through. We often source our questions from our followers. And this is a subject that has been brought up a lot. It's a subject that's been requested as well. And so we've kind of gone through and taken the most frequently asked questions and brought them together today. The first thing that I'd like to ask is how did you get into volunteering at the Samaritans? What made you decide to do this? Okay, well, that's a good question. So um, I think it was about three and a half years ago. Like personally, I was going through quite a difficult time, um, things in my life. I can, I'm quite open about it now, but I was in a domestic abusive relationship that went on for a few years. And so really, like when I came out of that situation I was sort of like reflecting on things I was just always one of those people that really struggled to ask for help and then I sort of just started seeing like Samaritan signs popping up everywhere um and then I was like ah that that looks like something I want to get involved in so really that's sort of how it happened I just sort of emailed them got some more information and I just thought yeah this is something I really want to do like I really want to just be there for people that have been in a similar situation as myself um and just people that are brave enough to call and ask for help and just sort of talk about their problems and what's been going on in their lives because unfortunately I was never brave enough at that time to pick up the phone and talk to someone um so yeah it was just really for me it's just being there for people that that just need some help that's amazing to come through something like that and then that be the thing that you you choose to do with that that's um, that's so commendable to go through that and then congratulations for getting on the other side of that as well it must have been extraordinarily difficult and well I've got nothing but huge amounts of respect (laughs) I'm blown away by that bravery that's amazing and thank you so much for sharing that with us as well can you walk us through what the training process was like uh, to become a volunteer yeah sure so really like the the training is extensive like I was really surprised actually at like uh, how much but then when you think about it it is such a serious and sensitive topic like mental health and suicide that of course yeah it makes sense that the training is so long so um firstly you go to like an induction day slash evening really just to ask questions that you might have find out all the information um needed um, then you sort of like write write down what voter availability that you would have because there's obviously branches all around the UK, and then once you decide, yeah, I really want to continue with this, you just get set up with um, sort of like the core development training and you just attend multiple training sessions. I think for me at the time, like a few years ago, it, it was over spread over a few months and it was all in person at the time. Obviously, COVID's changed a few things, so a lot of it is like online now. But yeah, so you just have real extensive training on all sorts of topics and issues. Like it's brilliant. Like, and the fact that it's also 
free training like if you think about it from like a volunteer side of things like the training's incredible um you just learn so much and it's ongoing so once you become a Samaritan your training doesn't just stop like it's continuous all throughout your time as a Samaritan oh my goodness and how long does the initial bit of training take um for me I think it was uh, spread out over two months um Mm -hmm. so you have just different different like core training that you have to do um Mm -hmm. and then once you've done that before you can then start like taking calls and things yourself you have to do your mentoring period which is all a part of the training process um I'm actually a mentor at the moment as well so what you do is you just get paired up with your new mentee they have to do seven shifts with you and then they just sort of you listen in on their phone calls they listen in on your phone calls and you sort of just go through everything with them and then once they've got through that mentoring process then they're ready to sort of join join the branch um and then you're actually then on probation for six months as well before you're like a fully fledged samaritan you can do things without sort of like that supervision um but yeah so that's the training period i hope that answers your yeah it does thank you yeah Um, and does does everyone that applies like get offered a position or i suppose if it takes that long and there's probation everything else i suppose there are there's kind of a, a process of yes yeah, helping people through. Yeah, it is such yeah. an extensive process. And I would say that I think as a charity, of course, they would love to accept everyone, but they do have to be quite selective. Um, mm-hmm. I've not known it happen, but just say someone isn't feeling very confident or mm-hmm. maybe they're just finding things really emotional. Maybe people would think, oh, maybe you're not quite ready to volunteer just yet, but obviously yeah. come back maybe at a later stage in your life. And also there's no pressure to actually join like once you've gone through all of that training you really might just feel like no this isn't right for me so you can sort of just walk away at that point but really they they don't turn anyone away (laughs) anyone is able to do the training so and yeah Yeah. become a Samaritan so it's great and absolutely brilliant I mean the training that you must receive it must be actually really helpful for outside of that situation as well in terms of how increasing empathy and kind of your ability to read particular situations do you find that you can apply that training to other areas of your life yes definitely like this is actually a really big thing so I think I've always been a really empathetic person but applying it to Samaritans and then you just pick up certain just like behaviors and just certain ways of listening and saying things that I have definitely adapted to my everyday life and I I, I, I'm actually very conscious of it now so if like a friend or family member comes to me and they want to talk about something I I kind of call it like I put on my Samaritan's hat and like I very much go into that mode now um as yeah it's just a part of my my daily life I think but obviously some people don't necessarily know I'm a Samaritan so they wouldn't know that that's how I was sort of in that conversation yeah that's cool um and then do volunteers get support as well because obviously this is a the like you said that the training is going to be it's going to be a lot it's a you're taking on a lot you're learning a lot you're going to be exposed to things you haven't necessarily been exposed to before hearing quite distressing you know distressing information or people that are quite distressed what kind of support do volunteers get to help with their own mental health and to cope with that 
Yeah, this was always a worry. Like when some, um, like my close family found out that I was doing this, everyone was like, oh, like, wow, are you sure that you're going to be mentally able to do this? Like considering things that you've gone through, like are you do you get support yourself? Um, honestly, you get so much support being a Samaritan. So obviously every branch is slightly different, but my branch, for example, we have our volunteer care team. Um, mm-hmm. So they are there for you at any time that you need. You can just pick up the phone, you can call them, you can email them. And it's to talk about things have gone on within Samaritans or even just things that are going on in your personal life um, but they are a dedicated team that are there for you but as well as that when you're on shift you have an on-call leader um, so you speak to them before and after your shift and you debrief with them and you sort of just talk them through anything that's happened and they will offer you like a follow-up call the next day or even in a few days time if you're still thinking about something that's happened um, and they'll just be there for you if you just need to talk things through but further to that like it's like our branch is such a community like all of us volunteers together we all just support each other like during the shift so every time someone takes a phone call or does an email or anything we all just sit around we talk it through just make sure everyone's okay and really you always leave feeling okay because you've had that support throughout your shift so yeah it's really great that's so good. Yeah, that's really good to know because I can imagine people listening will, will wonder so much, ask so much about that process. And when we were um, on social media and we were sourcing questions, these are the kind of questions that we were asked and people were like, so what kind of support? Because so, you can almost see the cogs turning in their heads to see if they think they might be suitable for it. Right. Um, what services do the Samaritans offer? So we had, there is a few. Um, so predominantly it is like, a help phone line um so obviously we know we all know that number 116123 it's 24 7 so every day all day every day um that phone line is open but also as well as the phone line there is an email service there is also an online chat service which is more relatively new we're still sort of like in the pilot stages um i actually do i'm involved in the online chat that's brilliant it's not every day at the moment but hopefully like in time that will start to increase as well and we also respond to letters they're not as regular but that that is an option as well for people to get in touch and that's good to know and good to know as well about the online program because essentially well the way everything is now it's just the easiest way to get hold of people it's going to be so organic for people as well to just jump online and do something and have a yes, chat definitely yeah. yeah i found it's been really great for a lot of people um having that option especially young people actually because not not everyone has the that confidence to be able to pick up the phone and call mm-hmm. someone like it's quite daunting but just knowing that you can email or like have an online chat it's probably a lot easier for some people yeah absolutely and how powerful is simply being a listening ear to someone in their time of need is it the case of just sitting there listening is enough how much how many people need more than just listening I mean I really like it depends on the type of call that you have but it's amazing how you can have a phone call with someone and you can barely even say a word to them and it's been helpful for them um, because some people just need to feel like someone is there listening to them and that they are just being heard so sometimes someone will call up and they've just got so much going on and they just need to get it out of their heads and just tell someone and just that is so powerful obviously you have other people that like to have a bit more of a conversation um, and they want you to be a bit more involved in it but really you can have phone conversations where you are purely just listening to what they've got to say Um, Mm -hmm. and I found that it it really does help just 
them knowing that there is someone there that they can speak to. Yeah, I can imagine because some people must call call up and think they are alone and they're lost. And I suppose just even if the other person doesn't say anything, just knowing, just almost hearing them breathing on the end of, other end of the phone must be so reassuring. Yeah, definitely. Like it's amazing. Like you you would think, oh, but what's the point having a conversation with someone if they're not saying anything? But it it, it it's just having that person there because even if someone does have a family member or a friend that they can talk to, like you're not always comfortable going to these people with like your deepest darkest thoughts. Um. So just having someone that you can speak to completely like confidentially, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it's amazing what it does. Yeah. Well, not everyone is good with good at or knows how to be vulnerable, even with people around them, because I suppose everyone, we know what we think of ourselves, we know what we think of other people, and it's sometimes it's what we project onto others and what we think they think of us, which may mean that, that which may be the thing that stops us really opening up to them, because we don't want to change that perception or we're scared of how they'll react. So that... There's so much power in being able to call someone that knows nothing about you at all and has no preconceived thoughts or notions and just being able to just, I suppose, just unload. Yeah. Yeah. And it is amazing how much you bottle things up for such a sort of like lengthy amount of time. Um, And like Mm. you said, like not everyone knows how to be vulnerable. Um, So sometimes you get callers and they just really don't know what to say just because Mm. they're not used to talking about their feelings. But then once like you sort of like the conversation gets going like you can just hear the relief with some people that they've managed to get it all out and so many times people have said oh wow I just I feel better just for being able to talk to someone about this yeah no it is really powerful and when people do call and they don't really know what to to, how to start that conversation what is the first thing that you, you you say to them Oh, that that's that's a difficult question. It really depends because we do get a lot of like silent calls where someone has called and they're obviously just not ready to have that conversation yet. So me personally, I would just stay on the phone to them for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't speak too much. I would like let that silence just be there just to give them that space that they need. Um, and I would just try and say a few encouraging words like I'm, I'm here for you when you're ready to talk. Um, mm-hmm. There's absolutely no rush, like just feel free to speak when you're ready obviously you can't stay on the phone forever if they're not able to talk so then mm-hmm. once you get to that point and you've given them that space and they're s- still not not quite, quite there ready. yet yeah. um I would just say something like thank you so much for calling um but why don't you just call back at a later time when you think you're ready um and someone mm-hmm. will always be there to like pick up the phone and that's that's how I try to leave that yeah. situation Okay. I mean, how can we all become better listeners? Because I'm I'm guessing there'll be some amazing things that you've learned in your training and on the job that, I don't know, what would you say to other people that just want to be better listeners? Let's be better. (laughs) Again, another hard question. I think (laughs) so many people do struggle to like truly listen without giving their own, uh, their own opinion or giving someone advice. And that's like, obviously one of the biggest things with Samaritans is we're not there to give people advice we are just there for listening emotional support um so there's like a fine sort of like a fine line with that so I just think you can have a conversation with someone and you just tell them oh this is going on Um, I've had a really hard day and then I just find that people really struggle to just just listen and let that person talk it through and sort of come to their own mind and conclusion about things because I just find that people will just say oh you should do this or you should do that and that's just not 
okay for everyone because one way of doing things could work for one person but then it could have a really negative effect on someone else so I just think to be a better listener like just avoid giving advice or your opinion on something unless it's like been asked for that's my (laughs) that's my view on it I hope that is somewhat helpful yeah Um, I think that makes perfect sense because I think there is that need to fix isn't there when people are giving that it's because they're like oh no I just want to help you and then that's the that's the kind of the way we're programmed to help we're not necessarily programmed to listen we're programmed to fix and to problem solve yeah I think that's a really good way of saying actually like you do instantly like if someone's hurt for example you obviously want to go and help that person so it's the same with how they're feeling that you just want to be able to sort everyone's problems out but that's not always helpful yeah and I think as well Silence. Silence is a brilliant tool that so many people struggle with and find it really uncomfortable. Um, and like, honestly, like I used to find silence so hard. Um, so obviously, if you're in a conversation and it goes quiet, like you naturally just want to fill that silence with anything. <laughs> so you'll end up just talking probably nonsense and it's not very helpful because it can sort of cloud people's thinking. Um, so silence is such a powerful tool that I now... I'm very comfortable with just to like give that person that space that they need and they'll talk when they're ready instead of sort of like forcing the conversation that's a good thing I mean I could definitely learn to do that because I'm a a, I'm an aggressive problem solver personally so I'm like okay let me fix this and so I think I'm gonna definitely take I'm gonna take away what you've said and really try to apply it when people when anyone reaches out to me just in general I think I could just do with being more quiet but but I definitely definitely gonna listen to that so you know, we're getting closer to getting close to Christmas. It's cold outside, it's dark outside, etc. There are there certain times of the year that you tend to experience a bigger influx of calls? Because obviously, I you know there's things like seasonal affective disorder. Christmas is quite an emotive time. The new year. What's what kind of thing happens? Well, really, so I've been a volunteer for two and a half years now. So I would not actually say that there's any time of year that I've found busier um I would say yes naturally in the winter people's moods are not always as great as they are when it's lighter outside and obviously some people really struggle with the festive season and those like social pressures you've always got to be out and you've got to be doing things but I don't find that it that any particular time of year is worse than others but that's my experience on it so from the shifts that I do definitely like in the evening times you get more callers um, because naturally people are usually like out in the day or they're doing things so that evening time is when people were alone with their thoughts so I would say that's when you get more calls and are there any words or phrases that aren't helpful to use when speaking to someone who is feeling suicidal like what language should we use when talking about suicide that again is quite difficult in terms of language like just again it's all about empathy and there's like a obviously a big difference between like sympathy and being empathetic and really it's again kind of like not telling people what to do and allowing them to have that open discussion um, about how they're feeling and just sort of validating that their feelings are real I know that's not like what language to use I'm not really sure actually on like what phrases that are best I think it really depends on the caller because everyone is really different so you really have to sort of just adapt to who you're speaking to um, because you can say one thing to that works for some people and you can say something to someone else that might not go down as well 
I'm not sure if that's answered your question fully, well, but... <laughs> things, I think it does. It kind of follows on from what you were saying before, because it's all about listening, I guess, because you you are very much relying on and using that as your main tool in the first place. I suppose from there, you can kind of, I suppose, organically try to, you know, kind of work out how to speak to someone because you're really listening to what they're saying. I suppose that will allow you to find the best way to respond to them yeah it's just seeing how they're talking and how like open they are being about things and again it goes back to not pressuring someone to talk about things that they're not ready to talk about um Mm -hmm. so in terms of language it's just maybe just more encouraging than anything and just allowing them like that space to open up when they're ready Mm -hmm. and so when people call or if people want to call do you have to be at crisis point Or can it just be like, you can just call whenever you're feeling anything? Yeah, so you don't have to just be at crisis point. I think a lot of people actually do think that. Um, Like I've had conversations with like people outside of Samaritans and they all think that you can just call if you're feeling suicidal, but that's really not the case. Like we are there for everybody. Even if you've just had a bad day um, and you need to talk to someone, we will be there for you. And like I said before, it's 24 seven. So anytime you need to speak to someone, you can call. And really it's just like about emotional support and being there for them in that moment. And it can be about anything. Um, You get people calling just you get like that are just lonely or they just don't feel like they have anyone else to talk to obviously you've got people that feel suicidal um Mm. area like issues around self-harm things like that there's just so many things that you never know what kind of phone call you're going to (laughs) have or what email that you're going to get yeah because there's just so much going on isn't there in everyone's lives so absolutely well that's good to know because I've always thought oh it's something you call kind of last resort or something but it's good to know that it's actually no it's this is emotional support and everyone can do with unburdening regardless of what's happening and having being able to unburden being able to talk and things like I mean I I often say other people say oh it'd be great if you know if you can go to therapy but we know therapy isn't accessible to everyone you know there's waiting lists it costs money it's time people don't have it's there's loads of reasons to not be able to access it and there there can be so many things sitting upon you it doesn't it's good to know that it doesn't have to be that crisis point that you wait for that you can there is a service that's there for you before you even get to that point yeah definitely and you do hear lots of callers saying that as well and they're just they are just so grateful that they've got someone that they can speak to in that time of need and because it's sort of instant like you call and you'll get through to someone pretty much straight away um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's amazing how much of a support that is for is for the people yeah amazing so do you think that people generally are are reluctant to talk about suicide and this could be people that uh, call I mean in society people can absolutely be reluctant to talk about suicide I mean I've had people die by suicide in my family so I know that it's when it comes to talking to people people kind of they don't even they want to say anything or they won't say the s word or whatever else but when um people are calling are they able to say it or is it difficult for them um, um yeah like that's such a good question because I do still think like obviously away from Samaritans people struggle to talk about mental health and mm-hmm. suicide and it's still I think it's so much better than it was and even for me being a volunteer like probably three four years ago I might have struggled to talk about it or I might have found it uncomfortable but when you do have a caller and they're they're saying things along those lines of 
those feelings of wanting to take their own life um you, you do just ask them that question um and just say like are you feeling like you want to take your own life or you can say it in however way you think is best for that caller or, or just say oh are you feeling suicidal and you will find that some callers are not taken aback but they're like oh someone's actually just asked me that question like for at face value um and once you then sort of get into a talking about it, you do see that that wall kind of breaks down a bit and that people mm-hmm. are then much more open to talk about it. Um, yeah. But then you do get other people that call and they straight away say, that's how I'm yeah. feeling. But yeah, so I think people still struggle, yeah, definitely to to even admit those feelings, I think, because I just think a lot of people believe that like it's a bad, like that it's wrong to have those feelings or like they shouldn't be feeling that way but obviously you can't help how you feel and it's just all about validating those emotions and um just talking it through really yeah absolutely and do you think celebrities public figures influencers speaking out about mental health has made like an impact hasn't had an impact on people reaching out being able to open um open up about it etc I don't really follow much social media, if I'm yeah. honest. But like, obviously, I know that people like Julie Waters, Scarlett Moffat are like ambassadors of Samaritans. And I do mm-hmm. see, because I follow obviously Samaritans on social media, I see the things that they post and they share. And they've been very open about things. And I'm sure, yes, that it does encourage some people to speak out about their feelings. Or it will just sort of help people along the way to think oh well if they can talk about it so publicly then Mm. I could call the Samaritans and talk about it confidentially um so yeah I do think that it will help things massively over time yeah it will yeah I mean there's definitely been so much more conversation about it over the past my goodness just even the past year has had an explosion in people talking about it but prior to that I think year on year we've seen this increase of people opening up and talking about their mental health and it could be I mean I have walked past people on the street having conversations about therapy which was amazing I walked past a bunch of teenage boys talking about their therapist sessions (laughs) I was like what is happening but it was great that they were just they didn't care who could hear it wasn't they were just talking about it and they were talking about how much they actually liked going to therapy and how good it was for them and I've always wondered is it because there are so many people talking about now on TV and just being open because there's no need to hide it. We all we all have mental health, like physical health. Yes. And at some point we will all go through something. I mean, even if it you know, is a spectrum, isn't it? So it could be something that feels quite, I just had a bad day right through to something more serious. But yes. it definitely must be so helpful to hear others articulate how they're feeling. Whether you can identify with it or not, it must just really help I to, I suppose I don't know take away the stigma I guess yes uh, yeah it's definitely there is still a stigma isn't there but I would say mm. like what you said it's really interesting about the therapy side of things I hear so many more people openly talking about therapy or that they think they need it or that it's great um like even myself like I've had some therapy in the past and I'm very open about it um, yeah. obviously as a Samaritans volunteer on the phone to someone I, I don't self just like I don't talk about that obviously with the yes, caller course, yeah. um but like in my personal life I'm much I'm very open about these things and I would encourage anyone <laughs> to mm. speak to their doctor or GP like about therapy but in terms of like Samaritan um mm-hmm. yeah you do have lots of callers saying that they've had 
therapy or this and that um so yeah that does come up in something mm-hmm. like in conversation quite a lot yeah absolutely and in what ways can we support our family and friends when they're going through difficult times and in what way can we support ourselves okay well um so in terms of family and friends I guess it goes back to some of the things I've said it's just about like being a better listener I think so if and it's just checking in on people because sometimes you just get so wrapped up in your life and things going on um and you might like someone might seem like they're fine but really they're not and it's because they you struggle to open up about things or they're just not comfortable talking about things so it's, it could even be just like sending a text to someone saying hey how are you doing like oh, I'm thinking of you um, because that alone can be really powerful for some people just to just to reassure them that someone is there that cares and that wants to know how they're doing um, so I just think even something as simple as that or just picking up the phone speaking to someone and again just encouraging someone giving them that space that you're there for them if they want to talk but don't pressure people into opening up because they just might not be ready just a gentle gentle encouragement um and yeah just letting people know that you're there but in terms of looking after yourself I think for me I've struggled with this and I think Samaritans has helped massively just sort of like hearing what other people are going through as well um it's just about being kind to yourself um and just giving yourself a break (laughs) because there are so many pressures in life um and I just think we're all just going so fast all the time um so it's just knowing and listening to your body and just knowing when to take a break (laughs) and just to take a rest like and that could be turning off your phone or just like going and having a bath or making a cup of tea and just giving yourself that space to just have some time and when people um call uh, through to the Samaritans and that you've had a you've managed to have a good conversation with them are there services that you then like signpost them to beyond that what happens after um yeah that's that's a good question so yes we have um, a list of different charities and organizations that us as Samaritans signpost to um, and we try like we don't really steer away from our those ones that we signpost um so really it's not always necessary you have to again just make a judgment on that that particular call so if someone has a specific problem um so what I would do during a call is let them talk about things for a while and then just ask whether they'd be interested to know about this service I'll just try I'll think of one as an example just like just say there's an issue of drugs you can in the conversation just say oh have you heard about frank for example and then if they say yes or no um just offer them more like just a bit more information whether or not they would want the contact details so yeah it's just giving them that option that that is also there for them but also encouraging them to continue talking to us because sometimes it could come across as like Samaritans are trying to like push that person onto another organisation or charity and that's not what we're trying to do. It's giving them another option as well as talking to us and encouraging them to continue speaking with us whenever they need to. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Samaritans is a 24-7 organisation. Do you have people, I'm guessing you do because it's 24-7, over Christmas and over the festive period, like we were saying, it could be could be more difficult for people because you know Christmas New Year it's hard (laughs) and we have had a really kind of wild few years and we've had a lot to adjust to it's been this time I think has been taxing on everyone even if you're having like an okay time during this or a good time we cannot deny that all of this has had such a, a huge impact on 
on mental health. So for this Christmas, will you have extra people or if people call up, will they be able to get through to someone quite quickly? How is this going to work? Okay, yeah, so really it will work the same. So I'll just talk about my branch, for example. So we have our set shifts throughout the week um Mm -hmm. and yeah so we'll just obviously make sure all of our shifts are filled um we also have like backup volunteers as well so if someone becomes unwell and they can't come on shift we've got those Mm -hmm. emergency volunteers that can like come in and take their place there's full availability throughout the christmas period um so for me for example i had a like last year i had a shift on boxing day morning Mm -hmm. this year i'm volunteering on christmas day yeah so there's always there's always going to be people on shift and definitely it's always covered oh that's good to know that's good because I can imagine that there are going to be people that think oh I don't know if I should call because what if it's going to be busy they might be put off by that but it's good to know I think we've learned some great things today about the fact that look this is this organization has been running what for 68 years now yes something like that which is amazing so it's like the planning the timing the detail the training the shift patterns there, everyone is on top of this. And I think another great thing that we've learned about today is Samaritans is emotional support. It's not just for when you feel like you're at crisis point. There are places to stop before you get to crisis point. There are times to call beforehand that could help alleviate the stress. You don't have to wait until that time. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And if people are struggling over the festive season, how can they get support? Obviously, they can call us at any time and someone is going to answer and we'll be there to speak to them. But obviously, it's speaking out to friends and family if you've got that option. Um, just making sure that you've got people around you if you're feeling like you're just having a low time. Obviously, if you do need help, you can speak to your GP. Um, <laughs> but we obviously just like to encourage as much as possible that people just call Samaritans um, and then they can just talk about whatever is going on. Um, and then yeah someone will be there for them and sometimes even just talking things through it just helps people to come to like they sort of like have a realization about something and then they're like oh I can I can actually do this or I've got an option to do this it's sometimes really hard to work things out on your own when you've got so much going on in your head so just getting it all out can just make things a lot clearer for people Um, so I definitely think that would help as well yeah, absolutely. Um, and what would you say to people that are thinking about, after listening to thinking about volunteering? Oh, okay. Well, so if they're thinking of become a volunteer, yeah. um, I, I just think if you're truly passionate about or just wanting to be there and supporting people, I think just definitely go onto the Samaritans website and just inquire into it and just go to one of those information sessions because that's the best place to find out everything that you need to know and to see if it is a good fit for you um because i think i can't i can't imagine not being a volunteer now um it's just such a part of my life that if i wasn't a volunteer i just feel like something would be missing um but obviously we need as many volunteers as possible so if there's people out there that are thinking that they want to just get involved with the charity um samaritans is a great one to to sign up to Brilliant. Thank you so much. And can you remind us of the phone number, site and how anyone can get help from the Samaritans? Yes, definitely. Okay, so the phone number is a free phone number as well. So anyone can call it. So the number is 116123. And then there's obviously the website. And so if you just go onto the internet and you type in Samaritans, it's the first thing that comes up. And from there as well, there's like a contact 
page um, you've got the email address you've got online chat obviously that's not available all the time but it will tell you when it's live um, mm-hmm. so yeah that's the best way to find out all the information that you need brilliant thank you so much for joining me today Jocelyn that's been great and thank you so much to the Samaritans for uh, allowing you to come on and talk to me this information's been so valuable and I think it will help a lot of people whether they want to reach out for help or whether they want to be a volunteer thank you oh no thank you so much for having me it's been really great to talk about all of these things and I just hope that it does encourage someone to either call or to sign up to be a volunteer listening to speak on make sure you like subscribe and share with your friends family co-workers strangers in the street to find out more about us including our upcoming events head over to instagram instagram.com forward slash speak on underscore bye